Welcome to HBRV's Lifestyle, the podcast. And boy, do we have a packed episode for you today. If you're a fan of the channel and you're following the podcast, the podcast is a lot more in depth, longer videos. If you're watching it on YouTube, uh, obviously longer episodes. We're in season three, episode two. I waited a couple weeks before I did this episode because I was debating whether this subject should be talked about. Because I think I'm going to make a lot of enemies and get a lot of blowback from. Um, I'm going to get some blowback from guys I know in the industry. And I had to make a decision. Do I really care if I get blowback from a guy in Michigan? Mm, I do. But this stuff has to be said. I want to make sure I'm very clear before I start this. Because I know this is going to rub a couple people the wrong way. But let me start with Josh, the RV nerd. Josh, and I'm going to look in the camera because uh, I normally don't when I do this. But Josh, if you're watching me on YouTube right now or watching me on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, brother, I love you. You are my inspiration. Um, all I did originally when I started this, the, the HBRV Lifestyle channel is take stuff that you don't, you don't talk about a lot in depth. And I just expanded on what you would say. And I truly believe, brother, that if Bish's RV was not involved in your channel, that I would not have to do this podcast episode and I wouldn't have to do the YouTube videos I've been doing about why you're wrong. Uh, For you, the fans, this is not a personal attack against Josh. This is a correction of incorrect information or incomplete information. Again, corporation like Bish's RV has a lot of control and a lot of say over what Josh says. And it's no longer the family-friendly dealership that he was a part of. And, you know, a lot of guys in the industry have called him a corporate stooge over the phone with me. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to say that it's just unfortunate that money changes people. And the fear of losing money changes people. This is why I've made the promise that let's heaven let, let, let's just say Marcus Lamonis calls me one day and says that he wants me to be the YouTube face and social media face for Camping World or, and Gander and Good Sam. First of all, I would never go back to work as an employee for Camping World, and number two, I would make sure that Marcus understands that nothing changes. My boss knows what I do and he closes his eyes and he puts on his earmuffs and he goes, do, 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 do. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what he does. I just know that he's big on social media and he brings a lot of customers to the lot and our business and the business grows and is stabilized even through a bad economy. So I'm going to go over this. uh, This is a very long article. It's uh, called drivenvibin.com. It's about RV dealership bloodbath is imminent. That's the title of this thing. Now, I'm not going to read the entire thing. Um, I'm going to read the parts that involve Josh. Okay. So it says RV dealerships might be in trouble. The most recent report from RVIA, which is RV Industry Association, reveals that shipments for towable campers are down 53.3%. Now that is over 2022 shipment levels. Okay. 
And in addition, motorhome shipments are down 14.4%. While this is only one piece of a giant puzzle, it doesn't reveal a bright future. Josh the RV Nerd, a respected YouTuber in the community, provided insights into these numbers and shared how retailers are struggling to sell. He found that some brands have an active in-stock inventory as of as much as 96% of 2022 models. This is a serious issue because 24 versions will be on the scene soon. However, not all businesses are experiencing this same exact situation. So a very politically correct jab of incomplete, incorrect information. Okay, let's start with incomplete information. Let's talk about the shipments first. Okay, so if this is a this cycle recreated itself, but on a bigger dramatic level. So there was a three year period and I talk about it in my video, my seven minute video on the regular channel, HBRV Lifestyle. And I actually got my facts a little incorrect, but I, only because of retail. I went over retail numbers. I didn't go over wholesale. So this video is gonna be a partial correction of that video or just kind of give better context that on the wholesale side in 2016, it was the largest shipment year, not retail. 2017 was the largest retail market in the RV business. 2016 was the largest shipping from the factory year in RV history prior to COVID. And then 2017, guys were still buying, but the market, the shipping market was down 6.1%. So it started this little fade down in 2017 from wholesale to the dealer lot. But then you go to 2019, and in 2019, it was down 23% compared to 2016. So it went from 16 being the highest, down market in 2017, on the shipping side, little down market in 2018, almost flat on shipments. And then 2019, it went And a lot of that was interest rates went up. The Trump economy wasn't, every, I'm not gonna get political, but the Trump economy wasn't everything that everybody thought it would be. So in 2018, 2019, you had a lot of dealerships that were overstocked with inventory. So it rolled into um, something else I'm going to talk about a little bit later. So we're going to come back to that, okay? <clears throat> we're going to come back to that particular scenario as we go on. He found that some brands have an inact have an active in stock inventory as much as ninety six percent of two thousand twenty two models. This doesn't mean the dealers are in trouble, guys. This is where all the garbage BS lie comes from. This is a complete lie because it doesn't have the context to it. So Josh is lying to you. And the only reason why I'm telling you he's lying is because he did not add in any context in this interview and they added no context inside of this article that explains what this means. First off, we all know that parts, getting things during lockdowns, after lockdowns, was virtually like David versus Goliath. It was like David was the builders and Goliath was the, the COVID virus. There were all kinds of regulations, all kinds of lockdowns. We don't need to go over all the history of it, but you couldn't build anything. So a lot of dealerships got into survival mode 
and started hunting around for anything. Gulfstream, one of the worst builders in the industry, was picking up dealers everywhere. Cherokee, Cherokee was signing people 10 miles apart from each other. So a dealership would normally carry, let's say, five or six total brands of towable RVs. Now is carrying 15 or 16 brands. They tripled the amount of brands that they were carrying. So if you're going to drop brands or you're going to cut back on your inventory, watch this. Here's the context that Josh misses, that Bish's RV misses or doesn't want you to know, is if I'm going to drop, I'm going to use Clipper travel trailers because I'm allowed to use Clipper. I was the Coachman Clipper travel trailer rep. So if dealer X has seven 2022 Clippers in stock, and he sells seven a year. He doesn't need, he didn't need 2023s, and he certainly doesn't need 2024s. Now, it is a possibility because the inventory isn't moving. He's having a tough time moving it. Maybe there's issues between the builder and the dealer. They might be dropping the product. You don't think that dealers are dropping product? Dealers left and right are dropping product. So, of course, it's going to be 96% 2022s. I can tell you from our personal experience, there's eight stores in the network that I work for. And I think that the 2022s are less than 8% of our total inventory. Now, are there bad business people out there? Absolutely. There are bad business people that should never stayed in business. In 2018 and 19, and you guys know who you are, and you know who, if you guys are in the industry and you're listening to this, you know who I'm talking about. We don't need to name names. But there are dealers out there that overstocked inventory, didn't move the product, wasn't smart about the product in 2018 and 19, and were on the verge of going out of business. I personally know of 20 owners, 20 across the United States and Canada that I became pretty good friends with or acquaintances with through 20 groups, things of that nature, that personally in January of 2020 had told me that they're probably closing their doors after April, after the spring. Then COVID lockdowns happened and it saved their ass. Let's be real. Their butt was saved by the surge of need in the industry, they got saved. And now a couple things have happened. Over the years, Camping World has absorbed those guys. Bish's RV has absorbed some of those guys. Lazy Days, uh, RV Retailers, which is now Blue Compass, General RV. A lot of these big conglomerate corporate stores or corporations have absorbed the bad dealers and bought their dealership locations out. So if there is a serious problem with 2022s, it's from dealerships that unfortunately are run poorly. And that's not to knock anybody, man. That's the absolute truth. If you're a consumer and you go to a lot that has 96% 2022s across the board, run. I can tell you they are far and few between. Because last year, mom and pop and the big corporate stores cut off ordering.
Now, I want to throw a number out there. The number is 400,000. A normal market between 2016 and 2019 hovered around 450,000 units being shipped. One year it was like 406, one year it was 488, one year it was 490, one year it was 448. But right around, if you average out the five years between 2015 and 2019, sorry, four years, it ravages right around 450,000 RVs shipped, towable, motorized. Okay. With that being said, a normal RV market, this is the context, folks. A normal RV market is around 450,000 units shipped. 600,000 that was shipped in 2021, I think it was a little more than 600,000, was because of COVID. Because people worked from home. Because people remote worked. They're now going back to work. So in 2022, they only shipped 550,000. So let's, let's do the math. So I'm gonna get the Google calculator out here. Let's do the math, folks. This is why Josh is full of crap, unfortunately. So let's just use even numbers, 600,000 plus 550. And let's just say that they are going to only ship uh, half of the 220, half of the 550 would be, uh, let's see, 250, 275. Let's say they only ship 275 total units out this year. So that means on the last three years, that's 1.425 million. So 1,425,000, let's divide that by a three-year average. What does it come out to be? 475,000 units shipped from 2021 to the end of 23. That's a three-year period. That means that this year in 2023, it's not everybody's in trouble, it's Oh my God, it went back to normal. It averaged out to the normal amount of shipments, actually up a little bit, up 25,000 on average per year. Think about it. I'm starting, if, you, if, you, if you, that doesn't blow your mind, sit down and do the math. If you take a three-year app, this is the out-of-the-box thinking crap that's so simple to think of. Everybody wants to make this dramatic clickbait garbage. It's not a bloodbath. The bloodbath happened last year in 2022 when nobody was buying. I mean, you couldn't buy a deal last year. This year, we had an incredible spring. A lot of guys got rid of a ton of inventory. But they're being smarter. Dealerships are like, man, interest rates are up. We're going to be pickier about what we carry. We're going to be pickier about what we, how much inventory we have. We're going to cut our overhead. We're going to be smarter than we were in 08, 09, and 10. So let's continue. It says RV dealers will be in further trouble if they don't move their inventories. Shoppers want to avoid paying inflated prices for 2022 campers when newer and cheaper versions are available. That is the most bullcrap horse manure comment ever. First of all, all the 2022 inventory that I have had on a lot that my boss bought back in February are massive losses. We are selling and the super majority of dealers across the entire country, including Canada, are selling 2022s for massive losses 
and selling 2022s for less than what they sell 23s for. So how is it inflated on the customer this year? Now, if you told me they're afraid of 2022s because of quality, okay, you might have had me, boss. But when you tell me it's about inflated prices, that's, that's horse manure, man. If you're dumb enough as a dealer principal or as a sales manager to sell 22s for more money than 23s, you're an idiot. And I'm sorry, I don't know that many idiots in this business that are doing that. The majority of guys are taking eight, 10, $12,000 losses on towables and 20, $30,000 losses on motorized to make sure that they're selling 22s for a bigger discount and a bigger price differential than 23s to make sure people buy the 22s. While more prominent brands may be able to weather the storm, that's not the case for everybody. So why are you telling us the dealers are in trouble? The, the, the travel trailer companies are in trouble because some of them might fold, and I'm gonna go into that in a minute. Some customers like to shop locally and support mom and pop dealers. Unfortunately, many of these businesses may get hit hardest. They may be unable to offer the discounts or incentives their larger competitors provide. That is the biggest horse manure, bullcrap, corporate stooge comment you could ever freaking make. Look, I understand that Bish's RV is paying you a lot of money, Josh. I get it. They're giving you a ton of money and, and they are instructing you to say a horse manure crap thing. I mean, my breath stinks but that would make my breath stink worse if I had said that out loud on a video on YouTube. I'm gonna give you common sense, okay? We're gonna go over common sense here. Now what I did was I broke this down very lightly in the video because no one's going to watch this. Nobody's going to watch this video. The podcast isn't big enough for anybody to say, so I'm really just venting, okay, because I'm just so frustrated over it. It's been over a month, and I'm so pissed off about this whole thing, okay, because it's just, I, I don't like lying to people. Uh, they, they call me the honey badger because I give it to you straight in the RV business as always. That is my goal. And I try to be more transparent than anybody on the internet about this because I think the more transparent you are with a customer, the more money you're going to make. The more you try to hide for a customer, the less money you're going to make. First of all, let's use common sense. I'm next door to a camping world. I'm not, but let's say I am. Let's say camping world's right next door and I'm at a mom and pop dealership. So right now I have three techs, a salesperson, a parts person, a finance guy, and myself. So let's say seven employees is what I have, <clears throat> okay? Camping world next door, fake camping world next door, has 20 techs, four or five parts people, let's say 10 techs, 10 techs, four or five parts people, let's call it eight sales guys, two managers, a finance guy and a GM. So let's call it between a lot porter and everybody, let's call it 30 employees, okay? So when you have 30 employees and you sell 25 trailers, and I have seven employees, and I sell 25 trailers, who has to make more money on each deal to stay in business, or to pay the bills, I should say? The guy with more employees, or the guy with less employees? That's right, the guy with more employees has to make more money on every single deal. Mom and pop can offer you 
bigger discounts and better service and better deals a lot of times compared to the big superstores. And, and, and what they're referring to is they're trying to say there's a lot, you know, there might be some backdoor deals. Oh, we're, yeah, and, and I'm using Camping Oil as an example. This is not to bash Camping Oil, but Camping Oil walks in and tells the salesperson, says, oh, yeah, you know, we're the largest in the nation. We have 220 stores. Who do you think buys them for cheaper? Okay, let's look at that for a second. Are there some backdoor handshake deals that probably go on in the RV business? Does, does mom and pop get as much as a, of a rebate or a discount as the big dog does? Probably not. But I'll give you an example. I won't give away the brand or the companies because that's really unfair and that's a low blow. I'll, I'll get in deep crap for that. But I'll give you an example. There's a very large corporation that buys a certain brand of travel trailer for $300 less per copy per unit than mom and pop does. $300. That's it. There are times where a dealership may be full of inventory, didn't turn their inventory, and the brand, the, the RV manufacturer has a bunch of stuff in the yard. You guys have seen videos about that. Okay, there's massive discounts if you buy big bulk of it, right? But it isn't like, let's use Grand Design as an example. So let's use little Joe Blow's dealership, six employees, isn't buying a Grand Design Solitude for $20,000 more than big RV superstore that has 200 stores. Could they buy them for $1,000 less? Maybe. Could they buy them for $1,500 less? Maybe. I don't know the answer to that question. Could I see it a possibility? Absolutely. But that discount gets absorbed in the cost of running a dealership. They still have to make more money. Sorry, Josh, you're wrong. I know you guys, I know Bishes wants to buy out mom and pops and try to Try to make it seem like Bishes can offer a better deal than any of the local dealerships. I can guarantee you. I'm going to use a great example. If you've been to Kalispell, Montana, Bishes has a huge, beautiful lot right there, right on the corner of the main highway that takes you through Kalispell on the back end of Yellowstone. And on the other side, on this little corner, is this little old dirt dirt lot. I call it dirt lot. It's broken down lot. It's run by an awesome lady. She's a great dealer. And she's able to offer better deals than that big superstore. Because that big superstore that Bishes has, has a lot of inventory, a lot of overhead, And it's just common sense. They have to either sell a lot of trailers. Here's the difference. And I don't see anybody selling tons of units right now. It is back to kind of a normal market. But if you are going to offer discounts that are less than what mom and pop are going to offer, you better sell a lot of units. Not the same amount. Not double the amount. So if mom and pop are doing 25 units, you better be selling 150 because it costs a lot of money, guys. The monthly expense for a humongous store, for a corporate store between insurance, a 
attorneys on retainer, interest payments, curtailment payments, all that stuff. When you are at the size where you have 300 units on a lot and 40 or 50 employees, yeah, you, but you got to make a lot of money on every deal. You can't just sit back and make $1,000 on every trailer and go, we offer better discounts than everybody else. I mean, we're going to close our doors soon, but we can offer better discounts than anybody else. No, they need to make more money. Okay. I think that's enough on that subject because I think, I think I've, I think I've said my piece on it. Okay. Okay, that's how we already covered that. Uh, we already covered that. What will cause RV sales to drop? Many industry experts feel the bubbles already burst, which it did last year. Different indicators point towards issues that will likely snowball to create trouble for RV dealerships. Here are a few things. High interest rates. If you've tried to buy anything with credit lately, you'll likely experience high interest rates. Everything from credit cards to auto loans has been affected, including recreational vehicles. Many financial institutions see campers as luxury purchases, which means stricter requirements and increased interest rates when financing. Okay, this is half correct. They have tightened their requirements and interest rates have gone up, but it isn't nearly how they make it out to be. Okay, interest rates did not go up in the RV business since May. They have stayed identical to May. So we're August 2023, even though the Fed raised interest rates, we have not had an interest rate increase since late May. So that's June, July, August. That's th almost three months we have not seen a rate increase. Will we eventually? I think, this is just my personal opinion, I do think we're in for a quarter point increase by the end of the year, but I don't foresee it like getting out of control. Even with those with a solid credit score balking at these numbers, a few percentage points may not sound like much. However, it's a significant increase when purchasing a reg well over $100,000. You'll pay more each month and over the life of a loan. Okay, let's stop right there for a minute. I'm not going to tell you Josh is wrong in this respect. What I am going to tell you is Josh is not giving you all the information. So let's put this into context. Okay. Interest rates have gone up significantly. We're going to say probably on average about 5% compared to 2022. So from February 22 to August 23, rates have gone up about 5%. So you're probably from an average of 4.99 now to an average of about 9.99, okay? So let's, let's rewind for a minute. <clears throat> and I'm going to put this in the RV loan calculator. So if you guys want to follow along with me, okay, I use the RV loan calculator by um, uh, RV Trader, okay? So if you Google it and you find the RV Trader one. So let's put 9 let's put 4.99%. And let's just do a 180 month term, which is 15 years. You got to put 15 years because they don't need months. And let's just look at a loan amount of $45,000. So if you were borrowing $45,000 at 4.99, you were at 356 a month. Okay. So, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to raise it to 9.99. $45,000 loan now jumps to 483 a month. So let's just use round numbers. It went up $130 roughly a month from last year. Okay. So when interest rates are high, like they are right now, dealership profits, especially if they want to turn and move inventory, is really low. I've talked to some guys in some 20 groups that I'm a part of. Their percentage, their gross profit, their profit percentage on a travel trailer right now is less than 
in a good year where everybody's making money before COVID, it was around 11%. So how are dealers making more money or raising prices? So what ha- what's going to happen? Let, let me just get to the neat and tezos. What's going to happen is when interest rates drop, dealerships are going to raise their prices. So right now, that same $45,000 alone, I'm now selling that trailer for about $7,000 less to get the payment somewhere around 400 bucks. So instead of it costing a customer $130 more, it's really costing a customer about $40 more. But when rates go down, I'm gonna make that $7,000 back. So this is actually something that the majority of RV buyers understand. If they, we have, God, man, May, June, beginning of July, before the heat wave and before all the chaos of the weather that occurred out in the desert, we were sitting at 77 sold units. People were driving to my lot in Pahrump, Nevada from 10, 12, 15 hours away. I have a customer that is driving from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Pahrump, Nevada to pick up their unit. The reason why Bish's RV does not see that type of customer <clears throat> or the big superstore, I should say, we gotta stop using Bish's, but the big superstore does not see that customer is not because they don't wanna see that customer, it's because that customer looks at the pricing at their local Bishes or Camping World or local RVR store, or local big corporate store, and it's six to $7,000 more than what I'm offering. Ah, remember when Josh said mom and pop stores can't offer better discounts than the bigger stores? Look at that, I got people driving half a day just to pick up a unit sight on scene because of the price. So this is not a the disclaimer, this is not a bash on any company. This is just correcting information. Okay? That's all it is. Correcting bad information that's been given to you. So if you don't understand, <coughs> here's the best part. You buy a coach right now for seven to eight thousand. This is on a forty, forty to fifty thousand dollar trailer. You're buying it for seven thousand dollars less than you will if you wait for rates to go down. Okay, so let's calculate. We know. Let's take that good old Google calculator again. Follow along with me here, or break out your cell phone calculator, whatever. So seven thousand dollars. So let's take that forty dollar payment. Because in two years, rates are going to go down. So you're going to make $40 times 24 is $960. Subtract that from seven grand. So if you refinance the trailer in two years when rates go down to whatever it will be, 5%, 5.5%, you're going to net save between five and $6,000 over the course of the loan, over the course of the price of the unit, over your payment history, compared to if you wait. Sit down and do the math, folks. If you're paying $40 more, it means the dealership has severely discounted the unit. Their profit margin is either nothing, they're taking a loss, or very small. So the math, Common sense and math tell you that there's nothing wrong with buying an RV right now with higher rates. I'm going to tell you the majority of repeat RV buyers, and I'm not talking about people that bought during COVID. I'm talking about people that bought, this is their third or fourth rig. Those folks don't even ask what the interest rate is. I'm gonna repeat that again. 
I had one guy that he's owned six motorhomes. He's had interest rates as high as 16% back in the day on his first Winnebago Chieftain. Now he's buying a Georgetown motorhome from me. Okay. And he asked, how do I get, and his question was so simple. How do I get to 7.99? I go, I'll ask the bank. I don't know. It's borrowing over 140 grand. So I submitted to the bank, called him up, said, hey, how much down does he have to get to get 7.99? They said 50 grand. Done. Called the guy. Hey, $50,000 down and get 7.99. It was perfect. He says, if I, I'll refinance it in two years. This guy, very smart. Very, very smart guy. I'll refinance it in two years when rates get down in the 5 and 6% range. And I'll save a ton of money. The problem is, is that the RV and boat business have started the, 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 usually the RV and boat business are the last really to see the snowball and it's usually an avalanche, okay? Usually real estate is the first to really like feel the price drop and pinch of a, a raise in interest rate. I mean, you're talking about mortgages are at 8% now. Right? But yeah, housing hasn't dropped. Why? Because people are locked into a two or three, two percent rate. But RVs are different. A lot of RV buyers trade out after four or five years. And people are smart. So our interest rates are not keeping everybody away. Okay. Outrageous prices. As we mentioned earlier, campers practically sold themselves a few years ago. <laughs> not really, but pretty close. People were paying deposits on rigs that weren't even on the assembly line yet. In turn, prices went through the roof. That's the most true statement so far. While this spelled trouble for buyers, RV dealers were raking in the dough. Yes and no. That, that, that's about a 70% true statement. There were a lot of guys that weren't raking in the dough. They were just saved by, they were able to keep the money that they had made and saved and save their business for, from collapsing because of dumb mistakes. Okay. Uh, retailers knew if a customer didn't like the numbers, another was walking through the door that would pay up. That Again, I'm going to give that about 70% true. Because there was a lot of that going on, especially in motorized and high-end fifth wheels. Uh, the longer shoppers waited, the worse pricing got. That's 100% true. For many, buying a camper was no longer an affordable way to enjoy weekend adventures. Combining outrageous sticker prices and high interest rates is a perfect storm for sales to drop. Okay, this is where Mr. Corporate comes out again. First of all, there's not if you are trying to still pay if you're still trying to sell a travel trailer for sticker with high interest rates, you're going out of business, man. You're an idiot. You're either not gonna have a job soon or you're not gonna have a place to work soon. Nobody's giving outrageous sticker prices with high interest rates. The, the discounts have become very dramatic and the profit level, like I've said earlier in this podcast, the profit level has dropped dramatically. It went from everybody's making money to nobody's making any money. It's all correcting itself. Here is the most true statement next to that one. Oversaturation. I didn't think I don't think oversaturation is preventing people from buying. I think oversaturation is just making people okay with driving. They're like, man, I can save 15 grand if I just hop in the car for a full day and just drive down to Pahrump, Nevada. Or I can save fifty thousand dollars on this diesel pusher if I just drive from Tampa Bay, Florida to um, 
San Antonio, Texas. Right? So they're just being smarter. They're shopping longer. They're price comparing, like seeing what is it worth it. Like, for example, I've had guys that will drive out from Southern California to Pahrump, Nevada over a thousand bucks. I crap you not. Although manufacturers previously struggled to keep up with demand, that's no longer true. As stated in the RVI report we mentioned earlier, shipments are drastically slowing. Again, we already corrected that. We don't need to go over that again. This generally means that lots are no longer sitting nearly empty. They're building back up their inventory and many have more than enough to move. That last statement is the most true. There's conglomerates that have, you know, small mom and pop conglomerates that have small employees that have 10 locations, 11 locations, and they have a year's supply in stock. So they don't need to order. As we know, an oversaturated market will often cause RV sales to drop. That's untrue. It actually increases, sales will flatten. In fact, if you actually look at the stats survey in a lot of segments, not in fifth wheels, not in motorhomes, but in a lot of segments and travel trailers, the market is up. The retail registrations are up. This is where Josh is wrong. Now, I don't know if he just has the misinformation or, again, it's just out of context. Now, I will agree the high-end fifth wheels, luxury fifth wheels, anything over 70 grand, and in some cases, anything over 60 grand isn't moving. But if it's under 50, it's still moving pretty good. Okay? It's just a, it's a grind and a battle. During the pandemic, it felt like a needle in a haystack if you were looking for a specific model of floor plan. Many paid deposits or signed paperwork fearing another customer would snatch up their dream camper. That appears those days are behind us. And thank God. I'm seriously, thank God. What does this mean for buyers? Here we go. Now we finally get into some context. All of this generally is good news for buyers. Just like we talked about, high interest rates means low profits for dealers. Low interest rates mean high profits, means they're going to raise the prices up when the interest rates go down. All this is generally good for new news for buyers. If you are in the market for a new RV, expect to see prices decline, start to decline. They already have declined, dude. And if you haven't declined, you're an idiot. Businesses can't afford to let older models sit on their lot. That is 100% true, especially as cheaper, newer unit ones could become available. By the way, they're not much cheaper. The manufacturers have not dropped their prices that dramatically, guys. Just to let you know, they're still higher than they were in 2019 and 18. They're still higher than they were in 2020. So manufacturer prices have not gone down that much. In some cases, some brands, it's actually gone up. So like 2024s, there's some manufacturers out there that have increased their prices. I won't tell you which ones because that's unfair to them. So you may be able to get those for a discount. So any, any 2022 or 23 right now on a lot is going to be gold for a buyer. In addition, Josh the RV Nerd describes it as decontenting. Okay, even decontented trailers are outrageously priced, guys. I've seen some of the decontented pricing, and it ain't much better than the stuff when they fully load it with solar and everything. It's not that much of a difference. It's like a $25 a month difference. It's stupid. He states that many manufacturers are going back to the basics. Yeah, and they're overcharging for the basics. As always, it's not a big deal. It's the way the industry is. And, and, and let me be clear on this because I know I'm going to get a call from somebody at a factory going, oh my God, are you really bashing us? No, I'm not bashing you. Logic dictates that if you, let's just say tomorrow, someone decides to take Rockwood trailers as an example or Grand Design fifth wheels and cut the price by 35%. What does that do to the value of folks that bought in 2020, 20, and 22? 
it's going to crush their value. So guys that spent $100,000 on a fifth wheel in 2020, and you can buy that same fifth wheel brand new off a dealer lot for $65,000 now because manufacturers slice their pricing dramatically, guess what's going to happen? Now that person's probably upside down $50,000, in their fifth wheel and it'll never get out. You'll have the largest voluntary repossession of RVs in the history of mankind if they slash prices that much. Now, that being said, that doesn't prevent a company, let's say like Catalina. Yeah, Chad, you can kick my butt. I know I've been using your brand a lot lately in my videos. But let's just use Coachman Catalina as an example. Or let's use Coachman Viking and Clipper as an example. Either way. So the general manager of each plant could decide, you know what? We're going to stop building these bigger park models as an example. Or these really tiny tent trailers or whatever it may be. And we're going to create a whole new lineup where we're going to strip out everything and we're going to put a different name on it. That could happen. Grand Design, any manufacturer can decide to do that. They could, Rockwood and Flagstaff could do that. Rockwood could call it, uh, uh, the Rocco or the Rock and Sock Connection. I mean, I'm making, I'm making jokes, but they could say, okay, we're going to take these four floor plans in the Rockwood Mini Light or Super Light or whatever it's called these days. And we're going to take off the light name. We're going to put a side mounted AC. We're going to put a small little fridge. We're going to put, you know, small little stuff. And we're going to call it the Rock. Or we're going to call it the. The, the mini Rockwood. Whatever. It's a brand new lineup that doesn't have a book value, that wasn't sold in the past, and they'll continue to build the mini light. That could happen where you see big price cuts. Now, do I see them doing that? Probably not. I think where you see, I have not seen a price decrease that's that dramatic at all in my 15-year career in the RV business. Haven't seen it. So I, when I got in this business, we used to sell Springdale uh, 254RLWE or RLWS, sorry, RLWS. It was a rear lounge with a slide. Uh, had a walk-around queen bed with a curtain that you pulled, a little, you know, a six-cubic-foot fridge, blah, 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 blah. Had no jacks, no stabilizer jacks. It was stripped down. I remember selling that trailer in 2008 for $89.95. And I remember that same trailer in 2011 was $11,995. So in three years, it went $3,000. Went up $1,000 a year. And then when I... Stop selling Springdale's back in 2016. No, no, I'm wrong. 2015. That trailer was down 199. So from 2008 to 2015, it went from a 89.95 trailer, 8,995 dollar trailer, to a 19.995 trailer. Now let's just say, just let, let argument's sake, let's say. Everybody that bought it for twelve nine or eleven nine in two thousand eleven two thousand twelve, now in two thousand fifteen, they decided to cut the price to six thousand nine ninety five. What would it do to everybody's trade value? We're already going to see this massive retraction in the truck industry. Because the truck industry, they're, they're scrambling. Ford, GM, GMC, Ram. They are, they are right now in the midst of trying to figure out what they're going to do 
to get buyers out of the trucks they bought in 2020 and 2021. When buyers were spending forty, fifty thousand dollars over sticker on a diesel truck. And now you can't give one away. And when you do sell it, you sell it below sticker. So the people that spent forty grand over sticker, you can only imagine how buried they are in their truck right now. The guys that spent twenty five, thirty thousand dollars of sticker, you can only imagine how buried they are right now. Even if they traded in. Just imagine a loss that you had to take. Just imagine what the bank was financing. You'd have to put massive money down to get that kind of loan. I mean, it's it's absolute insanity. So that's where I think that even though I talk crap, I don't believe they can cut pricing that dramatically, and they're not going to. They might come out with a separate brand, but I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. All right, let's quickly go through those because we're already at an hour. All right. RV dealership troubles could benefit consumers. The troubles RV dealerships are facing may be what you've been waiting for. The potential bloodbath could likely result in massive price drops. This already happened, Josh. You are way behind, brother. This already happened. If you've been holding out for better numbers, this might be music to your ears. Again, already happened, guys. So don't give up. See, this really, I, this is shooting yourself in the foot. Like, hey, guys, just wait a little while longer and prices are going to drop. Let's lie to people. Well, not lie. Let's not give people the truth. Let's give them clickbait material and shoot ourselves in the foot. It's like Josh just shot every dealership in the country in the foot going, folks, hold out. Prices are going to get better because there's a bloodbath coming. Bullcrap, baloney, horse manure, malarkey. It already happened. You're a year behind, my friend, more than a year behind. Okay, it just goes into free camping after that. So in closing on this subject, I want to repeat again. I This is not to offend Bish's RV. This is not an offensive, an offensive against Josh the RV nerd personally. This is just correcting bad information. I apologize to anybody at Bish's RV if they feel offended by this podcast episode or by this YouTube video. I apologize and dearly to anybody if I've offended you at Camping World. Mr. Lamonis, if I've offended you and if you're listening to this, I apologize. I am using examples to give full transparency and owners, including Mr. Lamonis and the owners of Bishes and the owners of the, the Haugen Group and, and Camping World's uh, stockholders and, and all the Forest River guys and all the Thor guys and all Winnebago guys, they're all going to back me up on this in the end because this is horse manure. And to, it seems like you're purposely doing this. It really does. It feels like it's this is a purpose attack to slow the market down even more. And and it's all unnecessary because we're already at the bottom. People the dealerships have to make some kind of money. They're not making much now. Imagine if I told you today, "Hey man, we're going to you're going to invest uh $40,000 buying something and you only get to make $400 when you sell it." That's pretty much where we're at today. We're at the point that if you're being successful moving the inventory, you're making between 1% and 4% on the actual trailer sale. You're depending on the bank to give you a little bit of a kickback. You're depending on Hopefully, the people buy an extended warranty. Your ho- and, and majority of, including my own location, 
I plan on getting through this with customer pay service because there's going to be a lot of people that uh, want to keep their older rigs for a little while longer. They're not going to believe me about the prices. They're all about the interest rate. I totally get it. Every buyer is different. And I think there's going to be a lot of money in insurance jobs. I think there's going to be a lot of money in customer pay service. I think this might be one of the few times where a service department actually carries a dealership for a year or two. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about a lot of things. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, and and I know nobody's going to listen to this. I mean, I really do. I mean, you know, my podcast isn't that popular. My YouTube channel is extremely popular nowadays. But you know, well, I consider it extreme. It's not that great. But between TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and and TikTok or uh, YouTube, I'm on pace for 16 million views this year. I'm still on pace for it. Uh, it, You know, goals like 10,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel was like within striking distance. I'm freaking excited. I might actually hit 10,000 subscribers by December 31st of this year. I would be like stoked beyond stoked out of my mind if that happened. This channel has 34. It's been up for almost a year and has 34 followers. Not to laugh, guys. I, I enjoy every, all your support. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy your support. I enjoy everything. I just, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do another episode coming up probably another week. More than likely, I'm going to have to do some kind of retraction eventually here. But uh, until then, happy camping. Remember, RV stands for toolkit and sense of humor. Be safe out there.